Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig. I'm joined today by uh, Premier League Standard comedy writer Paul Doolan. Hello. And Premier League standard genuine actual Geordie, Dave Watson. Hello. Hi. Um, we've won a trophy. We've won three. We're a trophy winning club. We, hang on, have we won the treble before Chelsea did? We have won the treble. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. Seriously, the trophy cabinet is uh, about to be opened for the first time since 1969. <laughs> Because Newcastle United have picked up three awards at the um, official match day program uh, award ceremony. Um, this is, uh, well, it's actually not just, it's not for all the whole of Britain. It's just for Northern, it's called the Northern Program, program Club. So it's basically us and Sunderland and Carlisle. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I think maybe. I don't know where the North starts for the Northern Programme Club, but we've won Most Improved Programme. Well, it's easy to do that if it was <laughs> shit the year before. Best Cover Design and Editor of the Year. So, Don't they well farm... Like, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm, uh, I, I thought I saw that they farm out the, the cover design to local artists, which is a nice thing to do. Yes. But if they're taking credit for it instead of saying, well, actually, it was the, the guys what did the drawings. To be fair, in the 15-minute acceptance speech, <laughs> got quite emotional at the awards. I think they did give a lot of credit. Did, did they not get played off by a local played, hero? They played yeah. off 14 minutes in. <laughs> but Dave, you're organising the Open Top Bus Tour. Yes, right? yes, I've got that completely sorted. Uh, all we've got to do is um, tug off uh, old Frank's husband and uh, we're away. Cool. I'm not sure I'd entirely got that joke, but I'm cool with it. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's talk about something far, far less important. We got three points hey. against Aston Villa. Paul, did you watch the game? I did. I watched it on a stream at home. As yeah. in, not a, a physical water stream. Of course but. not. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I did. I, I feel a bit bad for enjoying it now because all I've heard and read about it since is we were shit and it was a terrible game. But I thought there was... I found quite a few positives. Yeah. I, th I think I'm alone in finding them. I think there are some positives. I thought the primary, the, the primary one being that we won the game. Yeah. I mean, Villa could have scored. I think if we'd been playing any other team, they probably would have scored. But this is us changing to a formation I don't think we've played all season. Like as, as universal as 4-4-2 is, and you kind of think everyone should be able to play it, you have to think they've been trained in a different system all year mm. and looked to sort of be comfortable with it. I think if our wingers had been a little bit more composed, we'd have made a few more chances. Yeah, and I, I just thought compared to every game we've had recently, because we had two up front who were, for the first half hour especially, chasing the ball down... We were stopping Villa, well, 
it's not hard to stop Villa playing football, <laughs> but we were kind of, we were at least pressuring them a bit in a way that I don't think we have when we just have Cissé or Perez up front on his own. I thought we had a bit more pep about us. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you're going to choose a team to to up the pep against, Villa would be the easiest one oh, they're the, in they're the league they're the to do that team, against. Yeah, well, yeah, they're the perfect team to face for us right now because they're not... They're just not very good. I mean, you look at it's a it's a standard of the Aston Villa team that when you when you look at their team sheet, you have to Google half the players because you never heard them of them before. I that, would like Agbonlahor's bollocks. He's quick, but he's. But I don't know why they didn't try and use his pace against us because it has worked in the past. That's he looks good, spent. I think that's a Ag good uh, comparison. But uh, Agbonlahor and Darius Vazell. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah. decent raw talent, but. I thought it was quite, Didn't we play quite a deep line, though. Like our defensive, yeah. Because with Colaccini, he's not quick anymore. And Mike the Panther Williamson <laughs> isn't renowned for his speed. No, no. But I thought as well, Villa were just depressing in the way they approached it. It was a l- anytime anybody got the ball and had a bit of space, it was just get it to Benteke, which well, looked I, like it could have worked. I would suggest that um, for anyone uh, listening to this who is a Newcastle fan, which I assume is pretty much all of you. Um, if you're looking for a club that is more depressing to support at the moment right now <laughs> it would be Aston Villa it's hard to argue against yeah I mean you could you could maybe say Sunderland um, because not only are they uh, uh, you know they're, they're about going down but it's that's where they are every single fucking season at least with Aston Villa there's occasionally the, the hope that they'll get into the, the top half or something but I don't think Sunderland Aston Villa and so Hope depressed. go together anymore though <laughs> but Aston, Aston Villa are are, I would put club. in that although they can't consistently sell as many tickets as us I would think that they're in that group in the same group as club of clubs as us I would suggest oh like, uh, uh, so like, like Spurs uh, Everton I would go, yeah. Yeah. Spurs yeah. Everton us Villa you know that the also runs the. When did they last also run though? The John the Gregory era. Is well, Martin O'Neill got them going a bit, didn't he? But that when was? Have they been in the? U- they were in, in Europe, Europe when they had uh, Angel up front. They were in the UEFA Cup. I've got a good friend. Was who's that a this Villa century? And that was this century. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but yeah, they're, they're, they're a terrible. And what's worse is that the. Um, the the football they play is bland. The, their ambitions are bland. The the people who f- who phone in to talk sport and all everything else to complain about them are boring. Their they, accent is bland. Their accent is bland. If they were if they were a band, they'd be Coldplay. If they were a color, <laughs> they'd be beige. If they were a flavor of ice cream, it'd be vanilla. If it were a flavor of pizza, they'd be margarita. They're just boring. I'm not going to miss them if they go down, but no. I will be glad to see the back. Of them. Ironically, they're the club that sent us down. They are, which is partly why I'm so glad that we we beaten them. Um, we beat them a couple of times, but it's just I, I I'll not forget that because they didn't act like you know you were just saying that they're they're one of the bigger clubs. They're one of the bigger clubs in England, and therefore they're one of the bigger clubs in the world. They've got great history. They've got great. Um, they've got a decent size. Won the European base. Cup, Dave. Apparently so. In they, the eighties, they not never that mentioned long ago. that. Um, the way they carried on at that game was embarrassing like when we put Cardiff down we didn't care we didn't yeah. care there was nobody there was you know chance were you chan- at that game I, I wasn't but a friend was mm. and uh, they were saying you know there were chance of you know you're going down you're going down and all the rest of it but when the final whistle went nobody cared nobody was the, the way Villas celebrated when they put us down was as if they just won the cup it, they the only te- the only fans who celebrated harder were the Sunderland fans, and there's a great photograph of them bathed in sunlight, celebrating like mad. Genuinely, two guys in the foreground weeping into each other's arms because they're that happy that we went down. <laughs> that was Sunderland. Fans. That was the Mackhams, yeah. Yes. Um, so Aston Villa can disappear down to League Two <laughs> for all I care. They are. They have behaved like a small club for a while now. Yeah. And I think it's. Well, it would I'd, be I'd, nice just for Stan Collymore. I would say they're relegated. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we've point. all had enough. Good of point. Him. Yeah. I think um, they are a candidate for a club who could spiral. Now yeah. the yeah. old Randy Bollocks is um, losing interest. Yeah, 
Um, I'd like to talk about the game itself a little bit more. Sure. Um, there was another um, uh, Jan Mart Cisse combination. Yeah. Um, he's, we've got he's someone who can cross the ball. He's such a good fullback. I think it's, Jan Mart, it's, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but has he got. Um, the most assists for a defender. He's got the second most assists for a defender in uh, the top five leagues in Europe. Leighton wow. Baines, number one. Yeah. He's got six well, assists this season. Yeah, that's um, not bad company to be in. Uh, no, uh, I seem to. We have no problem getting classy right backs yeah. at the moment and replacing them. Well, this is why we found it so hard to think of a bad right back. We had to go back years and yeah. it was and even then it was arguably it was like Stephen Carr who at most clubs he's played for he's been well liked because looking he's, back you know, on that I think we cocked that up I think maybe Paul was right and we should have gone for James Perch but never mind um, so uh, Abid sorry you know that's just an opinion throwing it in <laughs> yeah, there you've got to let these things go Abid started love him looked uh, tidy him. I thought he was very good here's the thing I've got a fact on Abid Go on then. Which I think is a pretty spectacular fact. Uh, he started seven games for us this season. We've won six of them and drawn one. Ah. It's because he's fact. doing the job that Teote should do. Right. Explain is... to me what that job is, Dave. Sure. Well, Teote is supposed to break up the play and very, very quickly put it back in the put put the ball in the possession of somebody who's gifted attacking. Mm. So what Abade's doing is that, but he's not getting the stupid yellow cards. He's picking up a few, but he's he's not getting the stupid ones. And he's more likely to put the ball. He's more likely to choose the right person to pass it to. So he's more likely to pick out. Uh, currently, he's more likely to pick out uh, Jan Mat on the right on the right hand side of the pitch than he is to pass it to the de facto. Oh, if Teodoro was playing, he'd give it straight to Cabela, wherever mm. Cabela was. It's just oh well, he's the he's the guy. I think Abade's cleverer footballer than Teote. I, I massively rate him. I think if we yeah. can hold on to him, we've got a good... So it's a Bade rather than a Bead? Oh, I just call him a Bade because... Okay, I'll go with that. I call him Abied. Yeah, Abied. Medid. Let's call him Medi. But Medi. He, he does everything tidily as well. You don't necessarily notice him too much. He's not going to play amazing long balls over the top, but he'll, like you say, he'll break up play and he'll distribute it to somebody who can actually do something with mm. it. Well, this would be my point about Medi, would be that he's a player who I just simply do not notice and, um, and, and therefore have not really noticed his talent. But the facts are hard to dis- mm. dispute. It's like uh, years ago, n- not on the same level at all, but when people used to go on and on about what a great player Roy Keane is, and I have no doubt that that was true, but he was one of those players who, as someone who I guess doesn't know uh, as much about football as someone who presents a, foot cu- uh, a football podcast, <laughs> a footcast, a footcast, should I? It's the sort of player who I didn't notice being brilliant consistently. Yeah. Like someone like Makaleli or whatever. Yeah, because a lot Those of... Those sort of players yeah. who just sort of are tidy and clean things up. They're don't. not going to end up on a highlights reel. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't want them to. Whereas Teote of late and Anita do end up on Match of the Day for the wrong For howlers. That is true. Yeah. Well, if you consider that Anita is a, a Dutch international, he's... Um, How, though? He's... How did that happen? Uh, you know, he's got... He's got few caps he's uh, played it for, for big clubs and then there's this young lad who's now 100% ahead of him in the pecking order mm. and I, I love Abed I think he's going to be I think he's going to be class I, I can't talk about him highly enough I'm glad to see that he's, he's knocked it on the head with all the, the long range shots mm. uh, which the St James Park crowd is guilty of encouraging anybody 30 yards out well, well, well any football crowd does that don't they it's fucking stupid well it's um uh, well, well done, Medi, and um, I hope that uh, I don't want to get negative, but I hope as a club we do not ruin him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this. I think any promising young players we get now, we should just send to Panathinaikos for a year. Seems right. to have worked yeah, yeah, to yeah. make them into yeah. better footballers than we can. It's or podcasts. F- any promising <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Panathinaikos. That sounds good. Um, 
Obertan. Um, I, I think he's worth a mention in yeah. this game. He, he, because uh, my what I noticed about Obertan is he, he just, in a weird way, he looks so good. He looks so mm. talented. <laughs> there was that one chance where he he had a great opportunity. He was almost one on one. He was he? almost one on one. He had a great opportunity, and he approaching it. Everything that he was doing physically looked perfectly correct, and it looked and the, what you knew was that it was Gabriel Obertan, and there was no way that this was going to end <laughs> yeah. in a goal. But everything you were seeing told you otherwise. It looks right, but yeah. he's. He's so frustrating with his end product. There were so many times at the weekend where he'd, he'd be in a great position to cross. Yeah. Yes. Nobody near him and wouldn't even try. He'd try, yeah. and, he'd try and cut inside a defender that wasn't there yeah. to then <laughs> come face-to-face with a fullback for no reason. You just, like if Yanmar showed anything, it's, if you do cross it in, just into the box, Cissé can get on the end of it. Yeah. I think it's like we've got a talent mirror down the middle of the pitch because what Obertan's doing with, with skill to get past somebody and he looks like he knows what he's doing and when, to get to the end, end point and put the cross in or, or fail to. Mm. Sammy Amiobi's on the other side stumbling and fumbling <laughs> and somehow managing to do it backwards yeah. and get the but put in a decent cross and it's I can't understand how he's doing it because Sammy Amiobi's not well, damning him but I don't think he's as good as Obertan and I think Obertan's shit are you saying I if we think- combined them into one super Oberobi player <laughs> that could work there's no, someone who can beat a man and what? cross it Obertan <laughs> with Sammy's brain I don't know I don't, no. know who's I don't think either of them are very position, clever though. But I just think that um, Sammy seems to have the same fortune that his older brother had, which is he he can take a, uh, the ball past two or three players because they can't predict which part of which limb mm. it's going to bounce off. And he seems to just be able to collect it quicker than they can. But occasionally, well, that- Sammy can look amazing, but there's times where he really yeah. reminds you of Luar Luar, where you're yeah. like, he just yeah. beat somebody. But you know they and he don't know how he did it. <laughs> it just happened. Well, that sort of quite nicely brings us on to Jonas because uh, I always felt that Jonas had a thing where he always looked like he was about to lose the ball but somehow yeah. managed to keep it. Yeah. And um, great to see him on the bench again. I think it did a lot of good for the crowd. I don't know how cynical mm. it was having him on the bench, whether it was ever a chance There are rumours. But yeah. it is... He seems... I mean, does everybody know back into the, the fold? Yes, Dave, go on. Tell us what the rumour is. So there's, uh, the rumour is that if he plays... Uh, there's two. There's either if he plays one more game or if he plays eight more games, mm. uh, we have to extend his contract. He's got a clause in the contract. And obviously, he's getting on a bit and he's not as good as he once was. So Newcastle United don't want to do that. Which is... Understandable. understandable. Totally understandable. Mm. If, you, if you remove his um, his his... Terrible, terrible oh. luck, and it's terrible like the the struggle that he's been through. Mm. And if you do it on a purely objective, you know, yeah. should, is that player good enough to play for us for any length of time? The answer is probably it would be no. nice to see. I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him in a black and white shirt. Because uh, I've he heard just the eight on. game rumor yeah. before. The one thing I would say against the one game rumor is I don't think he'd even be allowed on the bench. The amount, like if you look at the cup games where selections clearly coming down from above, if you can't even select these players, I don't think even the chance of him coming on would be yeah. allowed. I I don't know if if naming him in the first t- team squad counts as. Oh, no, but I, I mean even like the chance. Was, I think even the chance it, of him it, coming on the pitch. Yeah, no, 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 I don't no. think Carver would be allowed that level of. Well, the rumor is that it was you, done for a sort like, of uh, morale boost to the club and the fans, but. I d- I think he seems quite happy to be involved, back involved yeah. with the squad. I think I think he'll and he'll get a game before the end of the season. I really hope so. I really really hope so. I wouldn't be I was a bit disappointed he didn't night. come on instead of Gufran. Oh Jesus! Um, 
But I just yeah. want to really, really quickly before we leave the game, I want to say uh, how pleased I was for Riviera. I thought he played. Mm. He thought he played well. He's a, he's a presence up front. He hasn't found his feet in, in English football yet. Not really but I been think given a chance to do so. I think there's mm. the green shoots there. I really do. Right, I think okay. that he's, he's he big, could be he's a good donkey worker in a partnership. Yeah. I think and. He scored a decent goal against Crystal Palace in the cup. Yeah. Um, I think he. We were there, weren't we, Paul? He got. Did he get two in that? Did he get a penalty as yeah. well? Yeah. Anyway, carry on, Dave. Uh, but yeah, that that was pretty much it. I just uh, there's 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 the green shoots, which is positive going into next season. Where yeah, I thought it was interesting to see uh, Luke De Jong, the uh, <laughs> the Riviera of last season. Did you see his interview last week? No, he spoke they, well of the club. But. Yeah, he spoke well of the club, but he was saying he was being played kind of as a number ten rather than a striker, and mm. it looked a bit at the weekend like Riviere was going through the same a bit. Yeah, Whereas, even though we were four four two, it was kind of four four one one a lot of the yeah. time. But I, I, th- I think, um, but I think, like you say, it was promising to see Riviere, even he, though he didn't score. He looks, he looks half decent, which is better than what we've had a lot of the time. And um, Cisse. Cissé got another Done goal. Done it again. Yeah. Best, Done it again. Best goals to minute ratio in the Premier League. Most efficient striker in the Premier League. He's he's un, crazy. Un, sort of unnoticed, really. If you think of the amount of chances he gets as well, which is not many. No. It's doubly impressive. He's a lethal striker. He goes through patches of bad form. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it benefited him uh, last game that he was. He, was, he wasn't having to do all of the, the donkey work. Yeah. Like you were saying, I think, I think because Rivier's there doing a little, even if he's only doing, you know, 50% of it, it just frees him up. And the, the way he took the goal seemed to me to be, uh, that was a goal from a guy who's, who's growing in confidence. Yeah. Like he, it was a, he, instead of trying to sw- swing his boot at it first time, he took the he, he took the time just to let it strike him and kill the ball dead, take the shot quickly and, it was yeah. I, I really enjoyed seeing him dash over to Jonas Gutierrez as soon as yeah, he scored. That was nice. Yeah, that was really that was nice. a nice touch. I like. I, I really like Papi Cissé. I think he does. I think we all such love a Cissé, nice guy. Yeah. Um, and um, having said all of that about the game, and it's <laughs> it's great to to get the victory. I thought it was boring as fuck. <laughs> I <laughs> fell asleep. Whilst watching the game on a stream, I was woken up by Cissé. <laughs> was it the old woman from the uh, the game back? Cissé. <laughs> I I, I was gotta disagree. Like, I know, yeah. like I said before, I know I'm in the minority, but I like the first half especially. I was like, okay, we've got a different shape. We're trying different things, and it's it seems to be there were a few moments in the first half where there'd be sort of somebody out on the wing and you'd see three or four black and white shirts in the box for the first time this season. Like we had midfielders getting forward and we looked like we wanted to score. Well, there was definitely just, a lot more I just I think my, my, my standards have been lowered so it was just much a very, by It was a very team. traditional it was and, and this will bring us on to something that you might want to talk about Dave it was a very traditional um, British game I thought in terms of 4-4-2 versus 4-4-2 John Carver versus Tim Sherwood. Uh, who's a fucking fraud. <laughs> Tim Sherwood is just a... He's a cockney John Carver. He I, he was turning down jobs left, right and centre uh, because they weren't big enough for him. Yeah. He was turning down the Norwich job. He was turning down the Palace job. He was turning down the West Brom job because he thinks he deserves a big job. And I'm sorry, he's done nothing to prove it. And the, he should... like A team like Aston Villa where you've got some... You've got some good players like Guzan, um, Vla. You've got, um, you know, I, I, I slated them before, but Bonlahor's quick, and you can you Benteke. Can, Benteke's yeah, Benteke's a good player. Delft's been playing all right in parts this season. You've got the the raw ingredients there that maybe they just need a bit of confidence, and maybe they just need a bit of you know somebody to g them up. And given the guy's got no tactical awareness. And he's a bit of a young man, Harry Redknapp. His only skill is building confidence. And yet he can't do it. And he's not getting anything from them. And he'll be the reason that they go down in as much as, you know, Harry Redknapp is the reason that QPR are in as much trouble as they are. And Paul Smith. And Paul Smith. I just, Jesus, I just, I think he's a, and he just looks like a twat. I I can't stand the guy. Seems like one of, I'm pretty sure he's one of Thatcher's children. 
He's a real, <laughs> he's a real, he's a real Thatcher guy, isn't he? He's like, yeah. um, he's Essex man. I, is he? Is he from Essex? Because no, he definitely he's, seems like Essex oh, he man. Maybe actually, I don't know. If he wasn't a football manager, which he's not. If he wasn't like working as a football manager, he'd own the local bar or something and think he's the. Billy Big Bollocks because oh, I just I hate the guy loves a Chardonnay yeah yeah there's yeah. something creepy about him I think if you found out your sister was going out with him you'd be mortified oh f- <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I can't and to put it in context look at what he's done at Aston Villa nothing not fact, he's not been there that long I mean I agree yeah, I don't with you, you and I don't like the guy I, I, I would say if Aston Villa had pulled in uh, a different manager if they'd gone for I don't know if, they, if they've been able to convince the the players, the, the managers that turned us down because they want to control over the, the the transfer dealings and stuff like that. People like Steve McLaren, people like mm. um, Eddie Howe or someone like that who might want the the control of it. If they'd gone for them, Aston Villa would stay up. Well, I think they thought that they got in a motivator who did do what looked like some top notch motivating when he first came in at Spurs I think he just he's PR'd himself into that job and yeah he's very good at spinning himself yeah Yeah. and he'll I'd like to see him try from the championship which is where he'll probably be next year he's going to be Phil Brown yep that's a good call that is a really good call (laughs) Um, less orange but yeah um, well give him time yeah (laughs) something else uh, to talk about I don't know if either of you saw match of the day on Saturday night I didn't, but I heard about this. Uh, Hullet and Shearer were together, not for the first time (laughs) as pundits. I think it's funny where their careers have ended up. Yeah. They have to see each other quite regularly now. They seem comfortable with that, though. They do. They both think, I think, I think Hullet's quite happy for the job. And I think Shearer and Hullet's clearly, I mean, they're both arrogant men. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Shearer feels very confident that he sort of won that battle. Yeah. Uh, there was a nice little dig, I thought. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. It was. I, I can't remember exactly the words. Did, can you explain to me? Cause I, I've read about okay. it. But the dig was, it, it was um, Shearer said that... Uh, they were talking about they were talking, Falco. They were talking about Falcao. They were talking uh, about Falco, the German singer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about... One for the kids. Falcao and Shearer said that at one point in his career he was going through a difficult time and he had a manager who didn't believe in him and then like gave a little comedy look to Hullet and said and then Bobby Robson came in and told him that you know that he needs to be making more forward runs rather Mm. than having his back to the defenders and uh, it was a nice nice little dig all those years on 15 years later or whatever it is yeah nice little victory Let's hope Falcao wasn't getting... watching ahead of tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, to show him. Good yeah. point, because um, it was, seemed like good advice. Yeah. Have you seen Ireland Shearer's getting a statue? Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Shepard's um, holding company or whatever, whatever he's, however he's laundering his money, uh, they're paying for it, which is because Ashley wouldn't, obviously. But I'm, I think it's... Statues are a dodgy thing. You can get some brilliant statues that look amazing, and you can get some statues that look awful. Like talk really to any Fulham fan, Ex- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. At least it's for someone who's a record goal scorer. Yeah, I, th- I think it's yeah. And it looks like the picture I saw. It looks Obviously, like Alan Shearer. It does. Which for a statue to look like the person it's meant to be, in my mind, makes it one of the better ones. I Everyone I've seen looks nothing like when the I was. Believe it or not, despite my accent, I lived in Newcastle till I was 13. Moved to Essex, lost the accent. Sorry, guys. Um, but I remember when the Jackie Milburn st- statue was uh, was erected and standing next to two old Geordie blokes complaining about the statue. It looks nothing like him. He wasn't all bumpy like that. Because the statue was kind of like... It's kind of... Uh, you know, there was and he certainly wasn't that bronze colour like. No, exactly. <laughs> He's been I'm sure he used to move more. <laughs> um, but yeah, Shearer was also in the Telegraph this week um, talking about the lack of ambition at the club. He made some very good points. He did, yeah. I think that it'd be very hard to disagree with. A lot of stuff about us, which we've talked about a lot, about us not putting any effort into the cup competitions. Yeah. I, th- I think his 
what he said was simply what we've all been saying for yeah for f- every podcast. Yeah, like, yeah. I, it does feel like we're, we're, we repeat ourselves. But I think the argument um, the argument could be that Mike Ashley is fully aware that, uh, that long term you have to show ambition and all the rest of it. But in this period between um, between getting right returning to the Premier League and actually aiming to win things, there has to be a really solid foundation. And he wanted to get all his ducks in a row and everything. And he didn't feel he could do that in one season. He didn't think that buying all these players in at once uh, in the same way as say I don't know like uh, Spurs, Spurs did or anything like that. He he feel. I'm not saying that is what he's doing. I'm saying that could be an argument. And now, I mean, next season, we're going to have uh, Kroll, Darlow, Janmark, uh, Lasell, Colaccini, Haidara, uh, Domit. Uh, you've got Cabela, De Jong, Sissoko, if he stays. I don't Bay, know we'll have Sissoko next season. Probably not. Um, up front, Perez, Cisse, Riviere, De Jong. We've got... A decent spine there, at the very least. If and you it could love be. Mike Ashley so much, why don't you marry him? <laughs> I still think that I would. He could have achieved this goal if he'd taken more risks yeah. early on. And I think that I think his approach has been: well, I can do this, recoup all the money, and I can do, I can achieve what Southampton are aiming for with no risk, like there with zero risk. But of, it's going to take me longer. There's a lot of doing the bare minimum now, which yeah. I'm amazed still, and it's sort of coming home even more this week, that we didn't bring in any defenders in the window. Madness. Yes, that is something, worth, that's something worth talking about. The season when we signed Sibierski on loan, you kind mm. of think at least that's trying to fill the gap. It's, it seems bizarre, the reluctance to even go that far. Well, that, that what we feared might happen has come to fruition because Hajara was... Injured in the game on Saturday, came ac- came off on a stretcher. Um, yesterday, the talk was that he was going to be fit for Man United. Today, the talk is that he's not going to be fit. I don't know what the talk will be by the time you listen to this. Um, but I think fifteenth uh, of March is the date he's meant to be back. No, no, it's he's supposed to be back fourth of March, which is obviously oh. tomorrow. But he was so meant it'll to, be. This is the be, la- yeah. this is the latest. He was meant to be back for Man United. But it's changed. The yeah. latest quote from John Carver is: "Hadara has got a bit of fluid on the knee and has." Can you been... do it in John Carver's voice, please? Okay. Hadara's got a bit of fluid on the knee. I want the job. And, <laughs> and has been for an injection. Uh, so this is the quote. So he almost certainly might not make it tomorrow. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't to be like frankly I wouldn't risk him. So the talk no, no neither did I. Ryan Taylor um the talk is Ryan Taylor will cover at left back. It was nice to see him in the second half yeah. on Saturday um with his great uh, ability at set pieces. Three shots on target. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I mean the, most the, from you know, 98 yeah, yards, no, I, I think <laughs> three shots on target. I think considering the quality of the left-backs we've got anyway, I'd rather have Ryan Taylor in there for what he offers. Yeah, and, and not, reli- threat not reliable as a regularly fit no. player. No. Threat from set pieces. And one interesting thing that I want to touch on dead quick is that um, apparently John Carver was worried who'd take the... Because the regu- all the regular set-piece takers are either injured or gone. And he, and he was like, oh, who's going to take them? And... One of the other coaches had to tell him, "Oh, Sammy can take corners and I stuff." That, yeah, yeah. And it's like, do your job. Like you should know everybody at the club who's competent enough to do. To be fair, John Carver is, is an up idiot. At five every morning, according to him. Really doing all the work, eating steak just... bakes, and so, sending his wife out for fish and chips. Yeah, I don't. Know. I'd I love to five know every morning. To, but... Because Beverly Hills 90210 is on gold. <laughs> um, well, he's. Uh, the, I don't know if Carver said him this himself. I think actually but we've been a bit harsh to Carver in the past. We'd probably give him credit for changing a system where he didn't need to and getting a win. As ugly as it was, I think it's. Yeah. yeah. What the, what, 35 points. We're on 35 points. Yeah. yeah. Five, we're 
surely safe now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're safe. I surely? think I think yeah. thirty-five might even be enough. If this maybe season. there's Can, some awful, awful teams. There's some terrible Just teams. Just dead, dead quick. Like if we'd registered this one-nil win against, like a, a club that's a better club than Aston Villa at the minute. Like Everton. Well, no, Everton are doing shit as well. I'm trying to think. Like uh, Southampton. Mm. Like an ugly win. We'd be saying as as uh, Paul is. It was a good game. I think we we change how pleased we are with the performance, not the result, with the performance, given who we played against. Even okay. if the even if Villa, if Southampton had, in this example, if Southampton had played as Villa did, which is a few threats, but they didn't take their chances mm. and they didn't make the, the right pass at the right time or whatever, and we'd only scored one, I think we'd be saying, oh, it was a good performance, I'm, I'm happy with the win. Whereas now Chelsea... we're saying, it's fucking Villa, I couldn't be bothered. If you look at the Chelsea defeat, where we played really well and lost, there was still a lot of sort of being Positive. pleased with how yeah, well yeah. we played. I think it's... Bearing in mind how miserable we've been uh, <laughs> the last few podcasts, yeah. uh, where do you think we are in the form table for 2015? I happen to know the answer to this. Guesses. 14th. 14th from Paul? Yeah, I'd say mid-table. I'd say about 11th. I did sort of set it up. Yeah. We're 13th. Oh, but I thought it would be like... You know, I thought the way lower, the mood has been, I thought we might be in the relegation zone. When was the, the Pardew bounce? Was that the, the tail end of bounce? that was over Christmas? Oh, I don't know. So um, one thing I'd just like to talk about is that uh, it has been said that uh, we might get an out-of-contract defender. Won't uh, happen. Uh, I can't see it happen. Yeah, we've no, got, it would we'll cost see. money. Got, and we've got like Curtis Good and stuff on the books. It'll be the same as um, okay. why we didn't sign a All right, keeper. but look, just humour me a bit here for <laughs> a right. second. Yeah, okay. Because it was in all in all the press today that we're looking for an out-of-contract Constantly defender. Constantly patsy into Fleet Street. Um, and I've got a list now of out-of-contract uh, defenders here that are available. Top of that list, left back, Asua Koto. He's a good contract. Premier League left back, but yeah. we wouldn't pay his wages. He'd be handy, wouldn't he? I mean, but clearly no one else. He's been out of contract since February 2nd. No one else is offering him anything. Where was he last? Because he was QPR, QPR wasn't it? for a bit. Did he, go, did he go to Turkey or something? I don't know. Uh, he probably went for a payday somewhere. Yeah. Centre back, Joseph Yobo. Thirty-four. He's, he, he's he's slower on the turn than Per Mertesacker now. I don't think no. I'd probably have him over Williamson. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of. If you looked at the free transfer market, there's probably quite a few players who'd get into our team. Sean St. Ledger still available. Just mm. looking at my. I'd, I'd ra- to be Ledger. honest, I'd rather give. Uh, I'd rather give a debut to to one yeah. of the kids. I'd Fancy another Dion, Marcel Dion. Marcel Dion. Yeah. Wow. The more flamboyant Dutch trio. <laughs> well, looks I like think we're at a stage of Canadian Dutch. I think we're at a stage of the season where there is almost definitely nothing to play Ooh, for now. We on. might as well stick now, the hang kids on. in. Oh, I've just some, seen go. someone oh, who is out of contract and has been since July 1st, 2013. Is it on Gucci or on, on where uh, you? According to the transfer market. Is he is a former a, Newcastle Listen, <laughs> is according to <laughs> the transfer market... Uh, his value is £660,000. Go on, take your guess. Does he have the same initials as a disease? Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Titus Bramble. <laughs> He's a coach at Ipswich. Is well. He? Yeah, him and Kieran Dyer. Uh, or like a youth team. You, you sure know, they don't you know drive they're... coaches at Ipswich? <laughs> like hell, I would trust Titus yeah. Bramble in, uh, yeah, behind the wheel. Okay. He couldn't no. park the bus when he was with us. I don't think he could. Hey, oh, okay. Joe. Uh, guys, guys, guys. <laughs> um, couple more things to talk about. Uh, I don't know if you're all aware of this, but um, the War Jackie Award for Most Promising Academy Product has, the winner has been announced for 2015. Aaron's, Orlando Aaron's. Probably fair, I think. Yeah. He's looked decent. Yeah. Fairly predictable. Apparently fit again in 10 days, mm. supposedly. He said in an interview that he's got multiple hamstring problems, which... You do worry about how regularly he'll be fit, but then that kind of goes for half of our squad. He's that yes. kind of you know, rapid winger that you'd expect 
to, for him to have hamstring issues, they're exactly the kind of uh, that's the exact, exactly the kind of position that would put it most at risk at snapping them again. So I'm just gonna I'm just looking at this award has been going since 1998. I'm just gonna go down through the years through the players. We cool. don't have a lot of time left, so we can just we've got Aaron's this year, last year, Adam Armstrong. Should we rate? them <laughs> just in a kind of like with a noise maybe uh, yeah so adam armstrong uh, eh, we don't really know uh, yet mm, just yeah, a noise maybe. no 2013 sammy abiobi uh, <laughs> first team player first team player you know. uh 2012 remy street uh, yeah. uh, gone now really 2011 jack annick <laughs> yeah, did play in the first team no one wanted it. Uh, 2010, Brad Inman. Yeah. He's, he's carved out a career for himself, though. Has he? Yeah. Has he? In Is the he lower leagues. But yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he's a salesman. Okay. No, yeah, he's a... 2009, Nile Ranger. Is he in jail? Ooh. Pending, yeah. probably. Yeah. It's always pending, isn't it? Yeah. Then, Good in the championship could... season for us. But... What was, did something. And probably know? for what that... For the what the War Jackie Award... Rewards. He probably did have the raw talent at that age. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Kazenga Luarlawa. Bit of a yeah. bit of a Brighton. Um, oh, of course, it's Brighton. Cult hero. Yeah, comes yeah. off the bench, scores a screamer, but he can't play. He's one of those players who can't play a ninety minute. Okay, it's tempting. We could, probably can't sum all these up no, entirely. I think it would take but yeah. Andy Carroll, probably oh. the biggest success down the years uh, that I can see on this award. Certainly in terms of transfer. As mm-hmm. a very quick side note, would either of you have turned down the thirty-five million for Andy Carroll? No. No, probably no. Yeah. No. A 30, 35 million for one, like half a good season in the Premier yeah. League. For is, someone who he was in the could top be Michael 10, Ricketts. That was one in the top ten most expensive transfers ever. Put it this way: Would you at Christmas have paid thirty-five million for Harry Kane? No. No. <laughs> if but Kenny Dalglish was still a managing comparison. a team, though, yeah. I think that's he good, would. In fact, Harry Kane right now would probably go for like fifty million. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, Matty Patterson. Paul Huntington, Martin Britton, Peter Ramage, Stephen Taylor. Yeah, Peter Ramage know. carved out an okay career. career at Palace yeah. up until recently. Isn't Stephen he? Taylor, Shola Amiobi. Love him. Gary Caldwell, Michael Chopra. Well, you can bet on him having a <laughs> And uh, Aaron Hughes. I'd say Aaron us. Hughes. Aaron Hughes is one of the love. best out of that lot. Yeah, but yeah, not yeah. for us. A lot of appearances. Um, Oh, we should start wrapping up now. Um, it's it's. There's a lot of talk going around about our, our latest figures aren't out quite yet. Maybe Dave, you understand this properly, but um, there's talk that we're gonna make this have, have this huge profit. Is that right? Yeah. So the last taxier web predicted, and there's some people at the club who are leaking figures of around about thirty million, but. Um, people who seem to know more about it than people at the club, like uh, Swiss Ramble and uh, the guy who runs Mike Ashley's Lies, they are all saying better estimate is between 50 and 60. Now, if we pull in a £60 million profit or £50 million profit in the tax year, is it is it optimistic um, looking into into the, the transfer window that's coming up in the summer, are we going to spend any of that, or are we just going to is Ashley going to downplay his debt? I don't know. Mm. But we're the nineteenth richest club on the planet. We've just recorded at the very least thirty million pound profit for the last tax year because that puts they, us ahead. The thing I was reading saying that puts us ahead of Arsenal comfortably on profit. Yeah, and possibly a few other Champions League teams. Well, yeah, we'd, we'd, but then the reason it puts us ahead of them on profit, I guess, is because they reinvest their money in players. Well, their standard point of view would be that it's just all there to line Mike Ashley's pockets, and we're not going to spend any of it. But that's he doesn't. The, that's 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 one of the misconceptions, of though, because he doesn't actually line his pockets. He he uses the money to downplay the debt, or downpay the debt rather, or or um, it does go into the club somehow. It a lot of the. It's not like we're sitting. He's. It's not like he's selling Kabai for twenty million and then putting it all in his back pocket mm. and going spending it at Aspers. It's. It. 
it's in the club and it's being used. I don't agree with it because I think you have to speculate to accumulate. But if if he's pulling in sixty million and he's got the TV money, which is going to be just a fortune, like ten million pound yeah. every televised game. Um, if we can start getting on the TV more by playing better football, if we pull in a better, <laughs> like an in, an interesting coach, we'll get on the foot on the TV. It more. lines his pockets in the way that because of the TV deal and making a profit, we're now he can now make a lot more money selling Newcastle than yeah. he could have before. Absolutely, it's like anyone who bought a house before any kind of property boom. You don't have to do anything to it for it to just go up. And I think he's and you know bought a club at the right time. And what Ashley's done is he's put the. Uh, I don't know. He's he's put cladding in the walls and he's and he's fixed the guttering and stuff like that. So but he's that, not decorated. No, to keep no, this he's keeping going. it completely bare. You know what I think it says? I think it says in, on an optimistic note that any any day now, any any <laughs> any season now, things could be looking up again. We're not we're not doing a Leeds. I mean, who knows mm. how it, this is? This little story is going to end, but it is. At least, at least there's there's the hope that we're not fucked, and if yeah. someone yeah. else comes in with some ambition, perfect. Just to just to draw it in a nice little circle, bring it back. Look at Aston Villa. Look at how much money exactly, Randy Lerner yeah. spent. Mm. Look at how much ambition in inverted commas they show. How much, and they're they're in a far worse state than we are, and they've won exactly the same amount as we have. Yeah. Even and then, they couldn't fill their stadium, though. They don't fill the stadium. The football's dire. The manager's an idiot. The yeah, I think if we get in Remy Gard and a like a conservative number of new players, like we spent thirty-seven million last season, yeah. and it was it was encouraging and it was optimistic. And then you've got to bear in mind, like we missed CM De Jong for the entire season. We've missed um, like Facundo Ferreira or however you pronounce his name for the entire season. And key players haven't played well, and blah 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 blah. I think there's reasons to be cheerful, really do. I think there are, but I think with the players we seem to sign, I can't imagine there being a season where we ever get all of them at the same time. I don't <laughs> know if we'll do, ever see our best club, eleven. Does any club? I th- to be think, fair, I think they did. Well, Chelsea seem to be the annoying exception. Do Chelsea have a best eleven or a best twenty-eight? It's ridiculous. And without thing. wishing to lick Mike Ashley's bot bot too much, yeah. Um, you look at the sort of clubs that, when we always say, why can't we do a Wigan? Why can't we do a Wigan and get to the final of, uh, the, of the Cup the, or whatever? These guys they're about so- to go down to League One now. Yeah. And then, yeah. Or Portsmouth on I, the FA Cup. They're, but they're, I mean, where the fuck are they now? I don't even know. Portsmouth? Uh, they're uh, League, League Two, two aren't they? League Two. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think the problem with that is though the decisions that were made for Newcastle not to try in the Cups were based on a period where about three different teams had gone down within the same season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it's, it's, it, it's isn't a that poor, common? It's a, that's a poor comparison, really, because we should have better ambitions than Wigan and Portsmouth. Um, okay, was there anything else I wanted to talk about? I think there was. The Carling Cup was won by Chelsea. On that note, it, it did make me think, wouldn't it have been nice to have a go at the Carling Cup? The fact that Mourinho seemed so happy to win that cup that mm. we seem to care so little about. Yeah, yeah. Um, although it's not called the Carling Cup, it's called the Capital One Cup. And a little observation that I made to myself when I went for a walk today was that if you go through what the League Cup has been called over the years, it shows a sort of deterioration of society. So first it was like the Milk Cup. That's something like really positive. And then it was like, it was like, I can't remember Coca-Cola the exact... Cup. There was the Coca-Cola Rumblows. Cup. There was Rumblows. The Rumblows is okay as a business. Then you've got Coca-Cola Cup. Mm, Coca-Cola. Yeah. Then you've got Worthington's Carling, Carling's worse than Worthington's. Yeah. Now you've got Capital One, the finance industry. It's the Ooh. deterioration of society. Yeah. Um, One more thing we should probably talk about is on. Manu. Oh, yeah, Did shit. You? Right, okay. Um, tomorrow night, I don't know when you're listening to this, but tomorrow night, as in Wednesday the 4th, uh, we're playing Man United. Quick uh, predictions, we're playing them at home. Of Carrick's out. And I think is Van Persie out as well? Probably. I'm not sure. It'll still be Rooney and Falcao probably up front. Yeah. I, against all my better judgment, think we're going to win 2-1. Interesting. 
Dave? I th- similarly, with no good reason, I think positively we will win. Well, no, we're going to draw. We're going to draw. <laughs> it's going to be 1-1. Rooney okay. will score. Well, Rooney will score, but Rooney will score in uh, Seaside will score. Last two fixtures we've had against them at St. James's Park, they won 3-0 and 4-0. <laughs> Um, but they're shite at the minute. They are shite, but they're also fourth. Yeah, and do they're not keep shite. Getting resu- they're not results. shite. The way they play is. I the, mean, the their, their results doesn't, doesn't make sense. Doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Doesn't it's matter. Odd, but they do keep getting results. I don't fancy our defence when Fellaini's chucked up for the last eighty yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as he seems to be at the minute. Okay, I'm going to predict. What am I going to predict? I didn't even. What, I did, what did we predict last for the Villa game? Shit! I, I said one all. I, I said one nil. I think you did yep. to us. Yep. Oh, well done, Dave. We're getting one white a week between um, us. I'm going to say that we are going to lose against Manchester United two nil. And sorry, lads, if you're listening, sorry for the uh, not having the faith there. I know the squad traditionally listen to the natter on the way to the match. <laughs> sorry. But um, still, do your utmost. Okay, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Oh, um, we don't have a theme tune. Send us a message on Twitter. Suggest a theme tune. I don't know what the right situation is, but like at least just suggest a theme tune. Perhaps even write one yourself. And we can we've get also Paul to hum it. It'll be fine. Yeah. We've also had lots of um, we've had lots of uh, people telling us where they're listening from. Uh, as I said, we got as far as New Zealand. I sense that might be as far away as we're going to get. So does anyone listen to this podcast from Newcastle? <laughs> Tweet us if you are the closest person to St. James's Park. Please tweet us um, if you actually listen to this from Newcastle upon Tyne. We'd love to know. Um, but doesn't it show the reach of this great football club that we all love so dear. And what a wonderful note to end on. Uh, my name is Fergus <laughs> Craig. Had a breakdown. <laughs> I thought that was a good thing, wasn't it? That was, yeah. I thought that was right. quite good yeah. broadcasting <laughs> skills. It was very good. Thanks. Well, you, you changed your tone. You just said a good a breakdown. breakdown. Yeah. Okay. Amazing right. network. Okay. I think everyone's taking their earphones out of their iPhones as we speak. But... Um, Thank you and good night from myself, Fergus Craig, Paul Doolan. Good night. And Dave Watson. See you later. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 